0: So Namaste, we're here again after a long gap with Gautamiji. gautam Ji. Kautam, thank you so much for your time. Namaste, Nick. Namaste.
1: I hope all is well with the Sai Baba Devotee Speaks channel and yourself.
0: I... All is well here. I hope too, all is well with Baba's devotees and uh, everyone actually. And uh, yeah, it's been a very long time we've done a podcast together. So I'm very excited to have you back on the channel. So thank you so much for your time, as always.
1: My privilege. My privilege, Nick.
0: So Gotham, today, uh, although we are far away, we're doing this uh, using today's technology. Ironically, today's podcast is on Maya. And uh, I'm going to discuss a few things with you about you know the changes that are coming up in today's world, like AI and all these things that we hear and how they correlate to today's uh, to put things in perspective rather, for devotees today. Sure. So uh, to begin with, a couple of years ago, I think this was 2018 or nineteen, I came across this series, a very old series that was recorded on television. By Ramanan Sagar on the life of Sri Krishna. Very nice. I mean, uh, when you watch it, you know, obviously they had televised it, so it was a little exaggerated sometimes. But something caught my attention there, and I specifically remember these series of episodes, you know, I think it was towards the end. Where you have these demons trying to kill each other and uh, they cannot differentiate, like the good guys can't differentiate if the demons have come in the form of Maya and you can't tell what is right and what is wrong. Like, you know, and they're throwing things at each other. And while it was slightly humorous to watch, I also see parallels in uh, today's world, you know, where you have AI suddenly out of the box. And uh, it's going to be very difficult to you know, differentiate between truth and untruth. So you know, while it might have seemed amusing, I saw some truth in that and uh, the world is changing. So I felt that would be uh, something we could discuss. Absolutely. So Gautam, with the advance of technology today, You know, putting that into perspective, uh, you know, like recently there are technologies that are out in the open where you can literally, like, they can clone your voice and one will not be able to tell whether it's actually Gautam or it's AI. And see, Baba's words were this if you forget me, Maya will lash you. These are Baba's words. And Guruji on the channel in 2018, 18 and 19, there was a video we had put. The Kal is accelerating its pace, in which he said this Kal palne me se bahar nikla hai, or chalang mar kar usne ko gale se pakad liya hai. These were his words. And since then till now, like literally every couple of months, the 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 pace, the rapid pace of this is increasing. You know the use of social media, and uh, I, I would, I was thinking if you can put this into perspective for devotees, especially in the line of what Baba said that if you forget me, Maya will lash you. Yes, I think
1: uh, Nick, we need to broaden the scope of this statement a bit so it's simpler to understand for those who are going to watch this episode, mm-hmm. that when when Baba is saying, Me, He is referring to Source Consciousness. Yes. If you forget Me, He is referring to the God, Source Consciousness. We can call it Totality, not the individual Sai Baba. You see, it's a very important statement because Maya is the divine hypnosis, where you could say, we are lost in the illusion of separation, in the illusion of fragmentation, and in the illusion of me and the other. So this statement of Baba's has to be seen in this light. He is not trying to say, remember me as an individual all the time. He is saying, Remember Me as the Godhead, the Source, and see Maya for what it is, because if it is not seen for what it is, it will lash you in the sense you will be mired in Maya. You will be going into quicksand and sinking in it. Now, if we look at it very simply, you first mentioned even social media. Hmm. Just to put it in context, social media, let's say, any of these platforms, Facebook or whatever it is, Instagram, I am projecting an image of myself Hmm. and I want appreciation for that. You see, for example, I too have friends, when they are traveling abroad, they will say, I'm at so-and-so international airport, I'm dining in Switzerland. They will not post a picture of a a Jabalpur airport (laughs) or something, you see. Now, this is not a judgment. This, what I'm trying to point out is, we try to project the best version of ourselves, so we are liked and appreciated. And Hmm. it enhances our worth. Our sense of self gets enhanced because we create this identity in the virtual world. Hmm. So, this is Maya operating in social media. Because now I have I post certain photographs, my views on certain things, and I could get lost hmm. in this projection. So that is the context which I have to place before the hmm. listeners. The hmm. other is the most recent development of artificial intelligence. Hmm. I will give you a case in point where I requested someone to help me with a certain paragraph in a new book I'm writing. So it required some research, a degree of, a fair degree of research visiting two, three websites. Now, what came back was no doubt comprehensive, but I had a feeling that this was not a unique voice. This was not something which had a a labor behind it, research behind it and i found that this was generated by chat gpt right so i concluded that the person helping me on this task took the easy approach hmm. fed in my requirement into artificial intelligence and got an output so what hmm. has happened in this sense the individual buddhi the individual effort and so on has got compromised hmm. and A tool has been made available for use, and that has projected a certain paragraph, which is too general. It was so general, although it had detail, that I realized this voice is not an authentic voice. Correct. Now, this example is just the start Hmm. of, of these technologies. They are helpful also. I know people who are using ChatGPT, people who are not good at drafting emails to clients, for example, are using this to draft emails. And suddenly the clients are very impressed, (laughs)
0: little knowing
1: (laughs) that this is not originally drafted by the person who has sent it. So you see, we are at a cusp because while technology can help, it is also Maya we can get overtaken by it, Hmm. we can use it so that we stay in the background, don't have to lift a finger and so on and so forth, and then get mired in it. Hmm. And once again, Maya will lash you means the same thing, that I will be so lost in Hmm. this Maya which is coming, that I won't be able to find myself.
0: Now, when you say, find myself... You know what I'm going to ask you next. Yes. (laughs) So please uh, speak a bit about that. You see, who are we without our
1: identifications and projections? In essence, in fact, you know, once again, Nick, I belabor this point, that Baba's teachings are so simple that they get missed. Hmm. You know, they are pointing to a way of being in daily living the simplicity of it. But we are so much into projecting and wearing a mask all the time, and with social media, with artificial intelligence, we are now getting more and more opportunity to display various masks. So our True Self, which is Mm. this quality of pure presence, of simplicity of being without Mm. becoming something in the other's eyes, You see, something grander than ourselves, this whole show which we are trying to put on, but just pure and simple, resting in one's innate nature, which is pure being, which is not separate from the other. Because in essence, we are the same. And these fundamental teachings are always there for us. But the point is, which of us will have this awareness when we are dealing with the world today, Hmm. you see. And again, I repeat, Sai Baba's teachings are very subtle. It's not about reading one story in the Satcharita and closing the book and going to sleep. Hmm. It is this simplicity, Hmm. this essence. You could call it a way of dealing with people with equanimity, calmness, dealing with situations which present themselves to us, not Mm -hmm. losing our cool, so to speak. This manifests in various ways, you see, Mm -hmm. but this abiding in one's Being, abiding in oneself, all these pointers have been given to us, and uh, I think you've started on a very appropriate note, because Maya is coming headlong at us, in a sense. Today you see what we have today was not there 10 years ago nick there was no social media 10 years ago imagine if in baba's time there was all this video filming and you know <laughs> all these technologies were there you see we would have a beautiful resource at hand as well which was not there at that time so that is the value of the resource presented to us the point is is humankind going to abuse this privilege, this basic gift of communication, which has come our way? Is it going to swing through distortion and identification into something which makes us who we are not?
0: Yeah, there are two sides to this coin. So one aspect I wanted to discuss with you, Gautam, was also this is a great opportunity because see now what you know we conceptually say new as Maya earlier. It's like in our face. It's only going to get worse. where what the sages have spoken of that everything is transitory, ever changing, that is transient. So, if we see it from the light of these teachings, it's also an opportunity, right? Could you speak a little on that, please?
1: Yes, absolutely. But, uh, Nick, you see, this opportunity most likely gets missed. Only the person who is aware, who is aware that they are dealing with the illusion, which is really amplified in this day and age. That person, for that person, it's an opportunity. It's like a test, you know, how the masters test us all the time. Are we getting lost in something or are we holding our space and our presence? So opportunity one can't say is for everyone. It is in that sense. But if people are not uh, immersed in their master's teachings, not immersed in, uh, you know, all the finer points... You see, once again, I would like to clarify, it is not about remembering Sai Baba in the morning for an hour or doing Japa and then rest of your day, you're just involved in everything else. Awareness means throughout the day. Throughout the day, whatever you are dealing with, whatever you are projecting, what work you are involved in, is that degree of awareness there, that I am dealing with this manifest world. How much am I self-identified with it, and how much am I witnessing as Being and Presence, the show which is going on? You see, that is why even in the Gita, the, the main point is to be a witness, and not get embroiled in all the drama. And there's so much drama today, Nick, if you see even the way News and media is geared, you know, all voices raising, color schemes used on television, it's all meant to suck you in into the drama of life and living, which is maya, coming back to our topic. So, awareness of the Master's teachings, living the teachings is what can take one through this this haze of
0: maya. So sincerity here, Gautam, as a value to cultivate, because see, sometimes it also could be overwhelming for someone. Because on on one side, you may have so many things come together, like there's a health crisis, a financial crisis. On top of it, you have all this other stuff going on, and plus, you know, it's not an exaggeration to say a social Our society is disintegrating, and by that I mean uh, relationships between people. So, while we have technology and you know it's easier to communicate, the depth of bonds, like, say, compared to 100 years ago when Baba was there in body, uh, there is a major difference in the world in that sense, and uh, it's pretty apparent now.
1: Yes, absolutely. That, exactly, Nick. And that is because we've distanced ourselves because of technology also. You see, earlier the relationships were more humane. It was more about being there for each other. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on one of our videos. I'll give you a classic example of a friend who uh, migrated to London and she fell ill there. Now her friends circled there, the minute she informed them that she's ill, they said, oh, that's very sad to hear, get well soon and call us when you're back on your feet and we can catch up for a meal. Now this shook her up because she told me, she said, Gautam, in Bombay, if I fell ill, three of my friends would come running to my house What can we do for you? Can we get you something? Can we just sit with you? You see, so now because we are so lost in our individual worlds, that quality has evaporated, being there for one another, offering one's time, because too much is going on. Rightfully so, everyone is like you said, there's some issue or the other coming up all the time. And so, this... Separation is getting, in fact, deeper and deeper.
0: Now, from Baba's teachings, uh, one path is seva, because that puts the attention on giving, caring. One very important pillar of Baba's teachings is service, and they say charity begins at home. So, you know, there is no excuse in that sense. So, as sadaks, as devotees of Baba. I feel this also is something to deeply reflect on. You know, while whatever may be happening in the collective, uh, this is something Baba has shown by his own very example. It's peppered throughout the Charitra. Because, see, otherwise one may say, ha, it's going on, it's so called the new normal. But uh, this normalization is not okay. I mean, if we are devotees of Baba and are committed to Baba, regardless of how the world is, Would would it be fair to say this is a prerequisite?
1: Yes, and uh, you specifically mentioned charity. You see, a very beautiful thing happens in charity, which gets missed, because we feel we are giving something to the other without expecting anything in return. That is the broad definition of charity. But what is actually happening, Nick, is that the focus, when we give charity, is no longer on ourselves and the little me, it is being turned around and placed on the other. All through the day, all my life, I'm obsessed about myself, right? Who I am, how I look, how do people perceive me. With charity, it's such a great gift. Giving is such a great gift because it's shifting this obsession with the self, and on to the other in a selfless way, because I know I am giving charity where that person, at the most, can only appreciate me. He or she does not have the resources to give me that back. That's why I'm giving it. So, in fact, we are the ones for whom a favour is being done. (laughs) When we give charity, we think we are doing a favour to others, but we are the ones who are being favoured. So, so just because you use that word, one example is this, that it, it's a process of being unselfed. Whereas today, technology and all these platforms, we are enhancing our sense of self and our image and all these things that go with it. Sincerity, yes. And one more word I would like to add to it, earnestness. Yes. You see, Nisad Maharaj said, Earnestness is the key. So, a master knows which devotees are being earnest. And that is a very uh,
0: undermined quality. The third factor, Gautam, if I may add, would be discrimination. Because, specifically in this context of Maya, uh, a practice that one can, you know, I can't say you can practice it, but to learn how to discriminate. Like even in the Charitra, there are certain pointers given on discrimination between what is right and wrong. And of course, we get our lessons the hard way. But uh, that also, for a spiritual aspirant, if you can speak on discrimination. Yes, but again, Nick, the one Mm. who is lost in the Maya will not be able Mm. to discriminate. See, I would assume our podcast is not addressed. It They wouldn't listen to it like 30 minutes in. I don't think they would have much interest in this conversation at all. So, really? I, at least I feel or I would like to believe the people on the uh, our channel, Are people who are interested in the implementation of the teachings and going forward on the path? It's not just, you know, the miracles and, uh, you know, being on the receiving end of things. So, if we're addressing them, like if someone is sincere, their, you know, discrimination, because, you know, sometimes the lessons are hard. Like Baba also may let you go through something. Like if a child is born, the mother sees it fall, but then eventually it learns, right? Like So, Mm -hmm. in that sense, a little bit of discrimination on our part, Baba would expect us also to be aware, be alert. Yes, I mean, I would say
1: discrimination can go a very long way. If one is aware at each step, At each step, at each moment of the day, for example, whether it is at work, whether I'm socializing with people, am I able to discriminate that, what am I saying? Am I saying something which is superfluous? Am I projecting an image just to impress someone? Now, that is also discrimination. Or am I being myself, my authentic self, who I am, without this need of approval, for example? So discri- discrimination comes in such subtle ways, if one is able to discriminate. Nick, again, a simple example. Let's say you have uh, a friend from school or college. okay. Now, time has passed, you enjoy meeting your friend, but beyond a the point, there's nothing to talk about, because you are on your spiritual journey and your friend is, let's say, lost in his own world, whatever it may be. Right Now here, where's the discrimination? Is it worth my time, my effort in this relationship? Or would I rather be enriched in a different kind of relationship, where I'm on the same wavelength with the person I'm meeting? So in this case, what do I do? I meet my school friend by all means to honor that, but I may not meet him as regularly as before. So I have to discriminate because my time is precious. So where am I being enriched at at you know to sound a bit esoteric? At the soul level, at, at a level of feeling, at a level of beingness. Where can I contribute my time? And where can I save my time from being consumed by that which is not serving me in any way? So discrimination is in. It's in various ways. These these I've used very simple examples, just to simplify it. But uh,
0: this is how it really then pervades one's daily living. You know, talking—that's a very important line you shared, pervading daily living. And see, one of the practices Baba, you know, made his devotees do was the spiritual practice of reading the Parayan of certain books, like see the Vishnu Sahasranam, and different scriptures. Now, one particular scripture dear to Baba is also the Hanuman Chalisa, and I found one verse in it, which I felt if one contemplates or ponders on these Leelas, there's much to learn and we can implement in our lives. For example, there was this incident in the life of Hanumanji, where... I'm I'm going to give like a general outline of it. Don't hold me to those details, but basically, it, he was uh, given the responsibility to guard Lakshman and Lord Ram, who were in a cave. And uh, obviously, Ravan had bad intentions, and Vibhishana had found out about this. So he, they made a plan where the responsibility. To guard that gate was given to Hanumanji, and Videshna even told him those two demons who are going to come, who've been commissioned by Ravan, have this illusion or this power where they can take any form they wish. You know, so even if you see, any, be it anybody, don't let them in because it could be these people and guys. So he said yes. So as it came to pass. Then uh, many people came and Numanji said, No, nobody is allowed. Like he would just say, No, 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 he would not let anyone in. Like they said, In the pretext, I have not seen my son, let me go. Then what was, they had even decided that like Vibhishan would take a circle around the mountain and Hanumanji would be at the gate and not move. So a little later, after they have their interaction, Vibhishan tells him, "It's I want to go in and check on their well-being. So you stay here. Let me go in and check." So he lets him pass. Then again, he sees in a few minutes Vibhishan has reached, and he asked him, "You know what is going on?" So he wondered and immediately realized that that mayavik shakti took the form of Vibhishan and went inside. Then, of course, the leela unfolds, and they It goes one thing to the other, and of course, Hanumanji, being Hanumanji, you know, gets to the end of it. But you know, to discriminate is not easy. I mean, the bit that I picked up from here—that sure, uh, exactly. you know, there is a story of the Buddha as well, which is similar to this. One disciple of the Buddha asked him that, "What does Maya mean?" So he said, "Okay," uh, he told him to walk along, and then he sees this farmer. And uh, he says, Go to the farmer and ask for water. Then the farmer has a young daughter who offers this uh, sannyasi water. And the farmer asks him, I'm looking for a groom for my daughter. So, you know, this is all the illusion. So he gets married to her, you know, then they have children. And then it goes on and on. And then there's one big flood, and everyone is dying as mother in law, father in law, and everyone's falling apart like a dream. And then, like, he was a Sanyasi, right? Like, he had children, and then that dream ends. And then he looks at the Buddha and he says, this is Maya. Mm. So, you know, this line from the Hanuman Chalisa, and uh, this story, I felt, uh, you know, if one takes to heart Baba's sayings, teachings, the practices, and we ponder on it, it's not that easy. Not at all. <laughs> not at all.
1: That is what I said, you know. It's not about reading one story and keeping the book aside. It's about in daily living. In all my interactions with not only people with the thoughts in my mind, what happens the next moment, discrimination, sincerity, as you said, earnestness, you see these are our safeguards. Against the lashing of Maya.
0: I've seen it since 2018. I I guess the channel was set up many years ago, but then uh, over the last few years, even I've seen a major change. Like you know, the amount of content coming out—it's more like an avalanche—and not just in the Baba community, everywhere. Yes. uh, How is someone going to distinguish what is right? I mean, people can say anything, right? So, how does one distinguish between what is right and wrong? And Gautam, one topic I would like us to speak about, maybe we can talk about it now or in a follow-up podcast, is the difference between charisma and one's character. Because one observation I made, you know, especially while I was editing the videos of Vinima and Babar Kaka, which are on the Mahabhaktas of Baba, their lives, their devotion, you know, their character, you know, the faith they had and how they would present themselves in front of Baba and behave. And some of the examples we see online today, you know, there is a stark difference where it's very charismatic today. So, I felt this is something I would also wish to speak to you about.
1: Yes, Nick, uh, this is actually an important point and we will have to delve into some details here. But prior to that, if I could just close on the previous point, and we take this separately. Too much content out there, as you rightly mentioned. You see, I come back to what Nisad Maharaj said. Rather than digging small wells all over your land in order to get water, you should dig one deep well in one place. So, this is where, you know, because you are so right, I have people who come to me and they see YouTube videos of many, many, many teachers. There's so much out there. So I say, look, that's all fine when you are in the realm of exploration, but when you're doing that, ask yourself, what am I looking for? And once you have that answer, now I believe everyone's looking for Sukha Shanti, peace of mind. Then review those 20 channels or videos or teachers you've seen, pick one for yourself, which you feel, this is where I do feel I'm getting some satisfaction. And then dig deep into that. So this is also my my suggestion for those who are watching this channel. Now, I do feel your channel has really delved into all aspects of Baba. There's the Leelas, Chamatkars, then there's the gyan, there's the Bhakti. It's a very holistic channel. So I'm not saying this in a kind of way to promote your channel. All I'm trying to convey to the reader, to the listener, Is, you know, reach one place and then dig deep. Because you will find that it may appear simple, but every incident in your life which transpires, there's always the hand of the teaching behind it. Something will come to spot you. You know, that grace, that is the grace. That is Sainath's grace, for example. In my own case, you see, I sometimes go to visit certain spiritual places, but invariably, I will see an image of Sai Baba's face. It's like a reminder to me, you know, like I'm there watching. (laughs) So I, I just wanted to close on the previous topic that there is too much out there, there's going to be more and more and more, but do ask yourself, that what is in it for me, and you will find that whatever takes you deep within yourself, through inquiry, through reflection, contemplation, that is really, I feel, what is meant for one.
0: You know, to add to this, Baba has Himself said, in fact He held devotees up for this, where He said, if you read too many books, You'll only get Brahma in it, confusion. Now, the same applies in today's context to the videos, the podcasts, and 10,000 people. You know, this one said this, that one said that, the same thing. So, to put it in context. And uh, I also feel, Gautam, the practices, you know, that Baba advocated, maybe in a subsequent podcast, we can speak about them and their implementation because sure. even in be the very... See, the very fact... Baba made a very important point, and I, I love the Gyaneshwari, because it's the teachings, like the whole essence right over there. In the Ganeshwari, Baba clearly says, it's very important for the human soul to know what the purpose of life is, the birth. And if you ask for Moksha, you will be given it. If you ask for life, you will be given it. If you ask for death, you will be given death. So, you know, being absolutely clear, it may not happen instantly. Why am I here? What is my purpose? And then, when you go to Baba, then even your problems, good things come, everything will be seen as transitory. So, I feel the Gyaneshwari, maybe we can go and have a few discussions in the subsequent podcasts on these segments because uh, they are very, very important. I feel absolutely would love that. Wonderful. So, Kautam, yeah, I don't want to leave uh, listeners on a... I mean, it could be depressing where you hear like, oh, Maya and this and that, and obviously things are going to speed up more. But at the same time, I feel it's a great opportunity to awaken. It's a great opportunity where the teachings are available, you can put them into practice and, uh, you know, difficult situations arise but at the same time if you have faith in baba and you are focused with your practices you can always come back come back so if you fall down you stand up you keep persevering you know as baba says shraddha and saburi and i feel many people say saburi is only patience but it's also persevering yes and uh, most importantly you see
1: It is uh, the Leela of life. The Masters are there so we can master it. You see? So you're right. It's not all doom and gloom. It is doom and gloom, Baba's warning as we started this podcast with, is if we get sucked into it. But when we meet this new dawn, new challenge, new day, with the grace and support of Totality, God, Consciousness, Source, Sai Baba, then as my teacher would say, why would you consider your glass half empty and not half full? If God has brought you thus far, why do you feel He'll drop you here? So, So yes, you're right, we don't want to be pessimistic. We are saying that if we are truly following the Master's words of wisdom, actions, bhav and bhakti, then we will be navigating our boat through the waters of life in a very efficient
0: manner. So the judgment has passed, I can hear the thing behind. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's the bell for today, Gautam. I wish to continue this conversation with you where we can go into more detail on the Ganeshwari yeah. Baba's teachings on the ultimate purpose, aim of life. Uh yes. Liberation, our focus. And then of course, you know, as Baba would say, I will give you what you want until you want what I want to give you. So maybe yes. in the next podcast we can take it from there. So, thank you very much, Gautam. As always, thank you for your time. Saira. Om Saira.